0: One two one two loud and clear. Guys, the podcast is back. This is me on the road. The best podcast you'll know. It feels very weird, sat here with my headphones on and um the new Aston microphone in front of me. It's called the Stealth. Let me know how it sounds, because this is the first time using a microphone like this actually. So those of you that have seen the videos know I use those silver upright ones. And this one, you're actually talking to the end of it. So it feels weird. So I think the last time I put a podcast out was July or August last year. Which is actually crazy how quickly that's felt. Like it's flown by. I don't know about you guys and how quickly that feels to you. But it doesn't seem two minutes since we were in Croatia last year. Um... I guess I should probably start by explaining sort of what my thoughts are about starting the podcast again, where I'm thinking it might go, what I'm thinking it might do for you guys. Um, essentially, what I want to do with the podcast again, and the reason I want to bring it back, is through my videos, I absolutely love making those videos every week for you guys, every Wednesday. I do a video update about the album, which I'll come to shortly, um, and just give you guys a bit of an update, like put you guys back in the loop and what I was feeling like or what I am feeling like is that the videos are, I try and make as true and representative of the moment and and exactly what's happening there and then. But what I find really difficult is to express, like, my true emotions. Like, for me to start talking on st- about something that maybe I'm worried about or maybe something that I'm really excited about, it's, it's virtually impossible to do that meaningfully in a vlog when I'm only giving myself, like, a minute, maybe two minutes to sit and, I don't know, I guess get into it. Um, and what I was feeling was that... Um, a podcast that's maybe half an hour to 45 minutes. 45 minutes is kind of my goal each week. If I can do that and um, maybe throughout the week, I can sit and jot down some things that I'd like to talk about, some things I want to express and get out my system and celebrate. And I thought the podcast would be a great place to do that um, with you guys. I want to just put in a little note saying that I have a bit of a cough at the minute. So if I end up turning away and coughing in the background I'm very sorry I just don't want to do it down your ear and I think first cough number one is probably now (coughs) (laughs) oh dear it's so good to be back and just feeling like the one thing I loved about the podcasts was that it made me feel like I was just sat on the phone to one of you guys and you were just sat there like right George fill me in, tell me everything you need to know everything I need to know go and I think everyone enjoys and has those moments of just, I guess, wanting to get a drink and every now and then just sit and talk about their lives to somebody. Um, and I guess that's what this podcast kind of is. It's it's you guys hopefully... Um, being interested maybe in a bit more in the behind the scenes is not just going to be my emotions. By the way, I've just made that sound like I'm just going to pour my heart out to you every week. It's going to be depressing. Like that's, that's the absolute opposite of what I want it to be. Um, actually what I'm wanting to do in the, in the later stages of this is, um, do almost like a Q and A type thing. So anything that you guys are talking about, um, anything that you guys are maybe thinking and questioning behind the scenes, um, general questions about what it's like being on tour for six months and where's the album at all those kind of questions will give me then my my talking points let's say and then in between those i will throw in i don't know maybe just things that i've things that i've been feeling and um, experiencing along the way good and bad um, I don't know if you guys can hear the rain as well, by the way. I've chosen to record this podcast in a very wet afternoon. I'm in Normandy. I think Norm- I didn't realise, actually, Normandy is two sections. There's an upper and lower Normandy. And I think I'm in the upper. I'm in a forest called... Um, in fact, let me get my map open so I can tell you. And then you guys can Google it whilst you sat listening to this. I'm in a place called... Okay, you ready for my amazing French accent? Forêt Dominiale de Roumaire. Which is, one, pronounced very badly, but two, on the outskirts of a big city called Rouen um, in France. And I'm going to head, hopefully, head there tomorrow and have a bit of an explore, maybe go into town and have a coffee. Um, Which brings me on to the first thing that I want to talk about. No, actually... Hold that for, I'm going to make it the second thing I talk about because there's probably people here that have no idea what I'm talking about when I'm talking, when I'm saying about the album and what's going on, and, and I guess just why the blame and heck I'm in France. So, I last year sat down with my good friend Dave Erasmus, and we sat in. He, he owned a load of. We still owns that woodland, um, but he, yeah, he lived in a in a big, vast woodland. Um, and he did it for a year and he's a business guy. Like he's, he's a city headed business guy. Um, and completely changed his life, disconnected from the whole world. Um, obviously minus his friends and he didn't have any signal in the woods. So if he needed to go make a call, he had to go for a wander or go for a pint down the pub. I think that was your excuse, wasn't it, Dave? To go and have a pint. Um, And we sat in the woods, and um, I must admit, my head wasn't in the best of spaces. I'd built this bus, and I wanted a career in writing songs, but that wasn't really happening. Um, And it was within a month of me quitting doing um, what we call function gigs in the industry, which is weddings, um, parties, private parties, corporate events. And that's how I was making a living. I've made a living doing that since... I was fifteen, really, and um, when I got my first job in a little bar on a marina, and the um, the landlord Keith, who I still bump into when I go visit my parents every now and then, um, he had a beautiful piano, and I remember being in that. I think he was with my parents once. Oh no, I was. He also owns a salon. Weird connection of the two, but I was sat having a conversation with him in the hairdressers. And he said, oh, you should come down and play. And he offered me £50 and I played every, I think it was every other week. Which when I was 15, not previously having a job, um, felt like quite a lot of money back then. When I had no bills and no stresses and nothing else in between. And um, so I started playing there and I then spent the next eight years um, or nine years Doing just that, doing playing music to people, to the public for events and um, to entertain, I guess. And I went all the way d- from doing little bars and weddings and then I started working with some great artists, um, and many of whom I'm sure most of you know. And then went on to doing gigs supporting people like Lionel Richie and um, playing for J.P. Cooper for a few YouTube videos um, with Vivo. Which was crazy experience. So I've been very, very, very—I um, was going to say lucky—but I worked a lot <laughs> to find and meet these people, and did a lot of networking, um, and eventually things went well. They went, they went good. But I knew that I wasn't happy. I was turning up to weddings and and feeling just like. The people I was playing with, the people I was generally hanging out with, were just not really... um, I didn't feel connected to them. And I couldn't explain why. I couldn't work out why I didn't feel connected to people that have been really good friends to me for so long. And I've always had this thing of um, trying to make a lot of effort with people and... If I feel like somebody's maybe not that bothered, what I'll do is I'll just step back from the situation. Me and my mum, we call it the triangle. You step out of the triangle. um, Between you, a situation, and somebody else. And that creates the triangle. And um, there are more details in that, mum, if you're listening. I know I haven't explained that very well, but that's just our thing. So stepping out of the triangle for me um, meant kind of seeing if those friends would still be there and seeing what would happen um, if I did take a step back. So I did that and I took the step back and my whole friendship group kind of... Well, not my whole friendship group, a large portion of my friendship group kind of changed and shifted and my focuses were different. I no longer wanted to just be a function musician that I saw pretty much being a dead end. Like there's nothing in that industry... And I know a lot of people listening to this will be doing functions and be really happy in the position that they're in. And and too bloomin' right, like, it's a great way to earn money as a musician in an industry that's quite frankly really shit at the minute. So, um, I'm not slating doing that job in the slightest. It gave me eight years of career and eight years of playing and performing and many great times across, across the world. Um... But I personally wasn't happy doing it. Sorry, I nearly coughed then. (coughs) I personally wasn't happy there um, doing that thing because I always wanted to be a songwriter. And um, I was kind of kicking myself that I was realising how much time I was putting into the weddings and how much time that was taking out of me and my energies and my, um, my mental capacity, I guess, for the week was wiped out on the weekends, Thursday to Sunday. And um, finding myself struggling to write music, essentially, I was struggling to feel inspired, I was struggling to meet people to write with, and for people to take me seriously as a songwriter, that was the big one. Because they saw me as George, who does the functions, and um, was trying to do, excuse me, trying to do um, a bit of vlogging and keeping up was trying to keep up with social media and trying to learn about social media at the same time um and that was a lot that was a lot a lot um I actually wanted to learn how to use a camera so I decided to one buy one um great little canon and then decided to daily vlog for a year and a half which drew drove my girlfriend at the time absolutely insane um because I was literally having to edit till four in the morning but within that year I'd say I got pretty good at learning how to compile a story and compile what was necessary to tell my story and to tell my journey and um so skip forward a few years I'm sat in the woods with Dave talking about the fact that I want to be a songwriter and he's asking all these great questions like so who are you songwriting for like what's the goal of the songwriting um and, and basically just asking who do I want to be essentially and trying to work me out we we barely knew each other at this point we'd spoken a lot over text we'd met once um, spent an evening together like once um with a group of people and a bottle of wine a few bottles of wine and um yeah this was the first time that we'd got together to just chat and and Dave being the kind of person that he is just gave me time to talk and and speak out exactly what I wanted and what I wasn't, what I didn't have in my life. Um, and the project that was concocted from that conversation, um, literally sat around a fire, was to do my own album. Um, and I guess something that I've always believed in. Um, prior to the conversation with Dave, but that really confirmed it with Dave, was um, so many people are waiting for an opportunity to come around that will give them a career, or that that is maybe the gateway, the door, into having a career. And I've always very much believed the opposite. I think nothing comes to you. I think... Um, I think some people in the world, like a very small percentage of the world, have so much luck that it just gives them a career and their whole lives are sorted. But the tiniest, you know, we're talking like a micro-organism size amount of people on the planet have that kind of luck. And I think, but I do think you can create your own luck or create your own fate if you believe in anything like that. And um, what I mean by that is... If you go out and you're grafting and you're working towards um, your career, whether you're networking, whether you're trying to speak to people, maybe you're literally just following people on Instagram that are songwriters or whatever your profession is. For me, it was songwriters. Um, And then you start interacting with them. Then somewhere along the line, people are going to start responding or start to at least see your name pop up a few times. And that was kind of my tactic of um, I just wanted to meet really cool people. I mean calling it a tactic is almost a bad thing to call it because at the end of the day I just wanted to meet people and um create a fresh friendship group of people um that were very much career side of my life um and also just really great people to just hang with that we just had similar um what's the word similar characteristics I guess and um, it kind of made me realise, actually, I grew up in a place called Lincoln in the UK, which is about 20 minutes from Nottingham um, and 40 minutes south of Doncaster and an hour south of Leeds. Um, and it was very much no man's land, really, for creatives. There was there was nothing really there at all. And um, beautiful, beautiful place, loads of history, but certainly not full of a friendship group or um friends that I felt connected to and ironically I've got a really great group of friends um back at home the boys and um a couple of them are in Australia now and a couple of them um are living in a house together now and I'm really feel I really feel connected to them even though I only see I literally only see them like once every four months if I'm lucky um but sorry to move this on a bit I'm giving you my whole life story here but hopefully you're finding it interesting to hear the real part of my life um the yeah the friendship groups within songwriting <coughs> excuse me um i felt like yeah these these new people i was speaking to like we had the same musical interests we had the same drive every day it's like i knew they were getting up and they were they were writing creating music pretty much every day um they had a really strong social media kind of presence where they were making content specifically for their socials. And I was like, yeah, this is cool. This is like, I didn't think there was other people out there that were currently wanting to do this as much, um, as I was. And, um, it was really exciting for me finding these people. And, um, then that, uh, that's, that's then how I got to meet people like Dave and ended up doing, um, a separate tour last year and meeting just so many creative people. And I just felt so at home because these were, these were my kind of people. They were, it was was like I'd found my tribe. And, um, for years I never thought that I was ever going to be part of a tribe or a group of friends because, um, I've always been a bit of a lone free ranger, as they say in chicken run. Um, hopefully you get that reference. (laughs) So when I was talking to Dave and we were talking about all this planet, um, I was talking about how I wanted to find and create my own community and my own group of my own tribe, I guess. Um, So the two things of me taking responsibility for my own career and wanting to find my own tribe came together into what is now this this project, writing an album and doing it across the whole of Europe. So the goal is that I am... Uh, I put a video out on the, I think it was the 1st of January this year. It was my big announcement video. It's had nearly 2,000 views that as well. Um, And I don't promote it really at all, Um, which is pretty special because my videos have always only ever got sort of 100 views on them. And we're close to like 300 views on average now, which is pretty cool. Um, It means we're actually moving somewhere and there's, there's people out there, there's those of you that are interested in what's going on which is obviously something I'm incredibly grateful for. And, um, so I put in the announcement that I'm going out and I want to work with you. I want to work with all of you and anybody that wants to get in touch that can contribute, whether that's a musical talent, whether that's poetry, whether that's, I don't know, maybe photographer or a dancer that could be in a music video, um, a graphic designer for artwork. Um, I just encouraged everyone to get in touch as, and, and I was creating this list which hit 60 people, just over 60 people of um, creators that wanted to meet up with me. So what I did was I plotted out the... the, I plotted it all out on a map and then um, essentially connected the dots and made a route which has now subsequently changed to, from going down to Spain and then all the way up to um, Amsterdam. I've now just sort of deleted the bottom bit in spain and um, we're gonna hopefully get the people that were planning to come to spain to come up north and um i'm on my way to copenhagen that's essentially where i am heading right now um bit by bit over the next um two months really which is crazy so the album the, the goal is to um meet up with a load of musicians um that maybe have never recorded before, (coughs) excuse me, that came out of nowhere, Um, that have maybe never recorded before, that have maybe never been in a songwriting session before, um, and been part of that process. And essentially, um, giving you guys, giving the musicians um, a platform to also promote themselves, and I don't mean sort of actively like, get involved to promote your own music, I mean it in terms of like, to show the world what you've got, and show your world what you have to give um and then at the end of it all hoping to release it and work with some hopefully some good record labels um or to raise some cash to do it ourselves between us and really just smash it out there i guess and um then people will will own different amounts of points there's like a point system um in place sorry i don't know how to turn this off because it's plugged into my interface. Let me just close my emails. Um, Where was I? I've just completely distracted. Oh, yeah, point system. So there's going to be, like, a point system out of 100 that people that have worked on the album will receive a certain amount of points, and then whatever money is made from the album, um, whatever percentage... There'll be a percentage, basically, that people will own um, of the whole album. So, say, like... um, Grace, who was with us last week, she's written on, or she's currently got one song on the album, but she's planning on joining us again. So she'll have maybe two songs on the album. And then somebody, um, like Isaac, maybe we'll only have maybe one song on the album. Um, so Grace will get a couple more points for the album than Isaac will. Um, and if Grace writes more of the song and is just involved generally more in the project, then, you know, she'll get, she'll gain a um whatever percentage is fair for her involvement in the album um and then it means that if isaac's song is the one that ends up going somewhere and popping then grace will still have points on the album so she'll still get a percentage of a song i mean there's a million different reasons why um a song might not take off um it's kind of a bit unpredictable and then that would be unfair really, that Grace has put so much effort in and maybe her song only earns a tenner, but then maybe Isaac sat there with a song that's earned ten grand. Um, so that's basically how the system's going to go and then it means that basically we can collectively and together um, sell this thing and try and put some money back into all of our careers. Um, and hopefully it'll be a bit of a good kickstart to some of the cool stuff that you guys want to do. Um and of course, then in the future, we'll have the connection between us that maybe we can help help you guys out again um, at a later stage on your own stuff. That's kind of the plan. Um, I basically just wanted to come up with a project that was giving back to a community of musicians and creatives in an industry that, quite frankly, is really struggling. And I do believe that between us, we can do it ourselves. And we can do... Um, we don't need the big record labels anymore anymore. Um, in the same way. And that's not to say that I wouldn't work with a big record label. It just means that I wouldn't take half a million pounds from them and pay that back with however much interest and um, everything else that comes with it. Um, I think there's different ways, I guess is what I'm saying, that people can work together now that weren't previously an option. Um, and working with record labels to maybe just use promotion or do promotion and um, spread a word... Or maybe they do want to put some money into an album, but it's not got to be paid back. Or you know, there's so many different ways now that people can work together and should work together. And then um, this is my little way of doing exactly that. Um, my way of connecting with you guys, connecting and working to hopefully um, chip into our careers. And we might not make any money. We might literally just even out on zero. Um, and, but what I'm hoping is that people are getting experiences by being here and learning about songwriting and making connections with other people via the engagement group. Um, And I guess just learning skills, giving people confidence to do stuff and do cool stuff. Um, And whether that's just all together, we're just really proud to all be on the same album and feel part of the same thing. Um, Or whether we have that feeling and some more money comes back in and then maybe we put that towards a future project that we can all do again together um and then maybe we can maybe the flights will already be paid for um maybe we can afford to set up our own songwriting camp together or something cool like that like there's many different op- options that we can talk about but that is the project um and that took 15 minutes but i wanted i wanted to be quite in depth with that on the first podcast because um i think it's important i think it's important to know for you guys to know where my head's at starting this process So that anything we maybe talk about um, later on today or at a later date on the tour um, makes sense as to where my head's at, it's not just kind of completely out of the blue. Um, So yeah really grateful for Dave for giving me the confidence to do this um, and put the bus to great use. We've already done two tours of Europe, one went all the way as far as Croatia and then the one last year went as far as Spain. and this is tour number three already. I only moved into this thing in June last year, just for a bit of context. And it's only April now. <laughs> so in, what's that, nine months? Um, this bus has been all over Europe twice. And it's on its third. Okay. Moving on to the next stage. I feel like I talk like really quietly and really chilled and calmed out. calm, And, and like, I sound like I'm not interested. I hope that isn't the case. <laughs> You'll have to let me know. I guess it's just my um, calm, relaxing voice of just processing everything, I guess. It's something that I'm pretty bad at, um, just giving myself time to process. And I think this probably is a good place to start. Point number one of sort of how I'm feeling and how how I have previously been feeling. Oops, sorry, bang the table then. Um, previously have been feeling about just the way I go about daily life. So... I've always been a really, 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 really busy person. Um, I've kept myself busy. I love it. I actually thrive off it and get like almost like an adrenaline of being really busy. Um, And one thing I was always really bad at was having then the downtime to, I don't know, let your brain process and deal with everything that it's just learned that week um, and everything that's maybe gone wrong that week. And I was really bad at it, to be honest. And... um, one thing that I realized, one thing I realized I need to work, to work on was this. It was giving myself headspace, not being so worried about sitting there and not doing work. Like it's not the end of the world. There's worse, um, situations you can be in than being fortunate enough to have loads of work and then not giving yourself time off. Um, Yeah. That was, that was, I'm pretty bad at that. And also another thing was, was money. I've never really earned masses of money. Um, I had a great couple of years where I was earning really good money and spending it on a really nice flat in Leeds. And I had a really nice car and I was not necessarily massively materialistic in terms of like going out buying clothes all the time. Cause I, I really I, did, I don't I never buy just like bits and bobs i don't, I would never just go out on a random Saturday and just spend money. It was never really in me, but what I did buy was like I invested it in good gear um <laughs> gear within cameras <laughs> um cameras and music gear um and nice jackets and coats and stuff that was my thing. I like coats and I like my shoes <coughs> so um why am I saying all this well, basically i never really earned much money so when i go out now on a trip i will i won't go for a coffee just on my own because i'm like i'll save the money and just spend it when i've got when i go want to go for a coffee with my friends and then when i'm with my friends i'll get like the cheapest coffee because i'm just conscious of spending my money all the time now there's good and bad points to this um the good point is that you obviously save money and you then have lots of money to put into stuff. And like I say, I've got nice cameras, I've got nice nice studio gear, um, I've got a nice car. Um, so I have good quality of life, um, but I just don't really spend on sort of the minuscule level of like coffees and maybe going out for lunch. Um, never feel like I can really go out for meals. Um, and I'd love to be able to, but I, the compromise is that I'd have to get like... Um, like a full-time job alongside everything I'm doing. And then that restricts me with everything else I do day to day. And I don't know about you guys, but I would rather be sat in this bus in France, recording podcasts and doing really cool things like that, um, than just squeezing those in maybe twice a year when you take yourself on holiday. Um, And I'm... That sounded like such a knobhead thing to say. Because I, 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 I always walk myself into the situation that I'm really, really grateful for everything that I'm doing right now, because the hard work has eventually paid off and people are interested. And that's what I'm really grateful for, um, that you guys are listening to this in the first place. Um, and I'm really, 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 really grateful for that. But what I see on this side of the fence is that, yes, I don't have much money. Um, and I don't, spend much money and have all the meals out, but I do have loads of life experiences and now I now I travel around sort of talking to people about it to hopefully i uh, get them to maybe push the boat out a little bit more and, and take bigger jumps into bigger dark depths um of of unknown. Um and I already know three people that have bought vans off the back of being here and the conversations that we've had. And the money that you can save, like ridiculous amounts of money. The amount I'm spending each week at the minute I'm on track for spending I think just short of four grand for my entire year, um, which is bonkers because obviously I'm not paying rent. Fuel is sometimes covered with jobs, like down as expenses, and um, if, I'm, if I've am if i spent enough money that particular week, then I just don't move the bus um, and save the fuel. So I have all these options to hand. Um, so not spending money, the, yeah, those, those are the good things, the good points that I get to have a nice standard of life and have good equipment and um, the the bad side is that I don't have many um, experiences. Like I don't, I don't know, pay to go to a theme park and enjoy a day out like that very often um, other than special occasions and I don't don't really go for many meals out even though I absolutely... One of my favourite things to do ever is literally go out for a meal with friends or family. I don't really do that much at the moment. Um... And then the same with, like, drinks and going for a a pint with your mate. Um, We go to... Like, me and Isaac will always go to a Weatherspoons or somewhere really cheap. Um, (coughs) Excuse me. Sorry, guys. Um, Go somewhere really cheap. (coughs) You're having a laugh. You're having a laugh now. Um, Go somewhere really cheap, which is great because... Spoons genuinely do have good pints. Um Weather Spoons to anybody that's listening, listening um abroad is like um it's just a, a, a really cheap par- uh, bar or a pub. They have got massive we've got they're everywhere, all over the UK. And um So the only downside then is, yeah, it does affect your social life a bit more um, and you've got to be a bit more creative. So those of you that follow me on Instagram know that we have fire pits down on the beach in Brighton quite a lot. And we'll get like we'll share a crate of beer um, because it just works out cheaper and the experiences are equally just as fun. But day to day life of just going for a coffee like I was in a little town today. I just needed to buy a loaf of bread because French bread is just the best. And um, they had amazing looking sandwiches in there and it would be nice to get my career to a point where I can afford to literally just a bit more splash out on on just like a sandwich or a a coffee or whatever. And that time will come. But where I'm at currently with this tour, like every penny is going into the tour and I'm only really spending what I need to spend. And then one of the, one of the things I'm trying to overcome is that, I want to, so like in a, in a few days, I'm going to be near the Battle of Somme and I'm convinced and certain, I haven't done my research yet. Um, I'm certain there will be like a great museum for the Battle of Somme. And um, I was never into history at school, by the way. I just find a fascination for history of like real stuff. Like if I'm, if I'm in an area, I'm not necessarily going to the cathedrals and to the castles to look at those. But I'm really interested in the history of like the area and what's happened and why the area is like it is, and obviously we all know the Battle of Somme. Um, So one thing I'm trying to let go of is, you know, I would like to maybe go into a museum and pay whatever cost it is to go into there, and enjoy it and learn and um, take in a bit more. So that's something I'm really trying to overcome with this journey at the minute. Is I should have got a coffee today in town and I didn't. I just got the loaf of bread. and, I mean, part of that is because I can make a damn good coffee on this bus. A real good frothy coffee. And I have all the syrups. And, um, I don't know why I've started talking like I'm on an MS advert, but they're damn good. And anybody that's had one hopefully can vouch. <laughs> so, um, it's the same reason I don't have pasta at a restaurant, right? I also make really good pasta. And... But I can't make pizzas, (laughs) so I'll buy a pizza in an Italian rather than a pasta. That's just how my brain works, guys. It's very strange. But I'm trying to overcome these things, and I guess I know where it stems from. It stems from having an unusual job where your income isn't quite... um, It's not very predictable. Or if it is predictable, maybe it's not that much money um, when it all adds up and you've got your bills and everything else to come out of it. Um, If I was living in the bus now rocking up to weddings playing weddings and pocketing a few hundred quid um, every week I'd be laughing because I, w- I actually wouldn't know how I'd spend it I'd probably even if I went for a meal out every night I, w- I still wouldn't be able to spend it because it's so cheap to live like this um, but it's not what I want to do and I'm happier doing what I want to do now and um, doing things like these tours and working with you guys and writing a lot more um, I'm absolutely loving it so it's it's a whole like weighing scale it's like a, it's like a seesaw of, of emotions and I'm trying to find the balance in the middle, basically trying to learn how to spend a bit more money. Um, and not let it affect what I'm doing and like where I'm at, which leads me on to another point that I wanted to talk about, which is, um, so last year when we did the tours, they were so hectic because we had proper schedules and there was so much to do and film crews and all sorts of other people to organize. Um, Long story short, I directed a film last year in November and it comes out in May in Plumineck. Like five, six weeks. That is scary because I've not even done a final bounce out yet. Uh, which is actually something I need to do after this podcast. Um, send off the audio to get it properly mixed, which is scary. scary. But one thing um, was that with, the, with these trips was that I wasn't giving myself enough to, or, or we didn't have the time to actually enjoy the area. So we'll be driving through France being like, oh, we're driving past Lille and Lyon and all these beautiful places. Um, And look at that, like Switzerland's just there. Um, But we drive past it and not actually see it and explore it and um, experience it. So my mission this time is to enjoy a lot more of that. And um, I guess just to give, like, so this morning I woke up And I woke up at 10 o'clock in this time in France and I was like, why do I feel so? No, I actually woke up at nine o'clock, but I got out of bed at 10 o'clock because I just felt rubbish. And I was like, why do I feel so bad? And recently I've been really getting up early. I've been like alarm set for seven hour bed, half seven down on the beach doing yoga. And, um, I, yeah, I was like, I felt really bad. And I was like, why do I feel so bad? It's nine o'clock. And then realized the clocks went forward the day before. So I'd lost an hour there. And then obviously coming into France, I've lost another hour because it's an hour ahead. So actually I woke up at nine o'clock. It was actually seven o'clock. Um, but the way my head then goes, is it almost like panics? And I guess I start, like I, I have to. Like sometimes I'll just skip breakfast, and I really want to make a coffee. I'm like, God, a coffee would be so good right now. But rather than make a nice coffee and have some breakfast, I'm just like, but it's ten o'clock. I need to work. I need to crack on. And um, I still have that now, very much so. Um, and it's something I'm really trying to conquer and enjoy. And like today, so when I got up, I um, finished editing this week's vlog, bounced that out, and then um, packed up the bus, had breakfast. I didn't have a coffee this morning, but I had breakfast. Um, whilst I was packing down the bus, ready to move and ready to hit the road onto the next location, and then um, the water tap had a different size hose fitting. So we were we, there was quite a few of us on the on the um, place that we was at um, trying to work out how we could all connect to this hose. It was quite funny. Um, in France, there's these places called airs, spelled A-I-R-E-S, and essentially. The local communities will build um, a little place for four or five campers, um, motorhomes, caravans, whatever you've got, and they'll supply you with electricity and water into the local area. And the genius of doing that is that then you go into town and you spend money in their supermarkets or you learn about their town and recommend it to other people. And it's just great for tourism, tourism, essentially. Um, at very little cost and most of the time you have to pay maybe two or three euros for like 24 hours of electricity and the same amount two or three euros maybe for water the one we stayed at last night was free electric and free water so um thank you so much to that community um and I really enjoyed having a walk around your town as well I say you're as if somebody's listen- listening to this but <laughs> they're definitely not um I'm putting it out there into the world thank you I um yeah I I Filled the water up, hit the road, stopped off at this town to date because I saw a great looking bakery. Went off on the scooter and just um, just tried to take it in a little bit. And it's different when you're on your own because you're kind of experiencing things in a different way than if you were with people. Like I'm convinced if I would have stayed there three times as long if I was with a friend and we were just walking around. There was crazy golf there. All sorts of things that obviously I just didn't really do on my own. Um, so... I'm trying to teach myself to take stuff in and enjoy stuff a bit more. So where I'm recording this podcast is where I've now arrived at the place that I'm hopefully staying tonight. Um, I say hopefully because hopefully nobody will come and bother me, but it's a huge car park and I'm actually next to a whole fenced off area of wild boars that have all given birth to these tiny cute little micro pig things. And um, really, really cute. And I'm in the forest, in the middle of nowhere. I can't believe I've got signal. It's literally taking me three hours to upload the vlog. Oh, the vlog's uploaded. Um, by the way, guys, go check out this week's vlog um, and the thumbnail because I'm pr- I'm really proud of this week's thumbnail. I think it's a big achievement. <laughs> um, so I'm out in the middle of nowhere, and you know I'm recording this podcast now because I don't know if you noticed, but at the beginning of this podcast, it was raining. And now it's like, I've got some stuff to do. It's a perfect time to go in, do some work, finish some videos. Um, I managed to find some money this week by editing for a company that needed some videos editing that I've previously worked for. So I finished that stuff off, sent that off, and um, now recording this podcast because it's just something I really want to do. And in previous lives, well, no, still in my current life, most of the time I would have sacked off this podcast and put it to the bottom of the list. And got on with some mundane work like emails. And um, I I have this thing, I I love contacting new companies and just generally networking and and making new connections. Um, And I wouldn't have gone out to look at the the pigs, the little boars, the wild boars. Um, But what I do now have the habit of doing is putting that stuff first um however i do need to find a balance because the amount of work that i've done today is nowhere near what i would have done if i had prioritized the work um and actually to a level that's not good because i'm gonna have to work tonight to do a bit of um the film stuff for the film launch coming up um i need to work on all that kind of stuff to keep up But also I want to I want to have these experiences. So it's finding the balance. And I think anybody can relate to that um, about finding a balance of work life and personal life and social life. Um, I'm already up to the time limit of what I wanted. Is that bad? 43 minutes. I wanted this to be 45 minutes. But there's one more thing I want to talk about very briefly. And it is what it's like to travel, um, on my own and how I'm feeling about it now. And I want to go into depth with this next week and almost make this a topic of like, how have I found the courage, I guess, to come into the whole of Europe on my own with a massive bus. Um, to be honest, I felt really nervous about it. I was shitting myself two days ago. Excuse my French. Um, I've been really, really nervous about it. And I think the only reason I'm nervous about it is when I'm with people, when I'm pe- with people on the bus, if something bad happens or if something goes wrong or somebody starts giving you a mouthful or, um, um, what's up? I'm trying to think of other things. Last year I reversed off a little min- like the edge of a road and we got stuck and w- the whole bus was like a seesaw. It was really scary. But when you're with a friend, you kind of laugh it off. If I was on my own, I probably would have had a panic attack for about a whole week after being saved. Um, but you kind of laugh those things off with a friend and I guess you experience stuff differently. It's easier to give yourself the time off, um, all of those things. And ultimately, yeah, I was, I was really nervous. I was scared. Um, I don't really know what I was scared of because I've lived in this bus, like I say, since June last year and there's nothing that's really scary. If anything, Europe's more welcoming of this lifestyle than Britain by a long way. So, um, and, and that was the feeling I kind of got, actually, when I got off the ferry. It was a huge sigh of relief because I was away from, I guess, like, you know, Brexit's all up in the air. Lots of things are going on in the UK. There are places, like, already on this tour, uh, there was one place where a guy really didn't like me being there. And the whole community had complained to the parking attendant, um, who turned up and said, before anything happens, oh, that means that's, that's my alarm for vlog. It's vlog time. Although, we have another hour till vlog because in the UK, it's only four o'clock. Um, the parking guy, he walked up to me and he said, before I say anything else, you are perfectly fine being here, but I need to come and speak to you because we've had five complaints by the locals. And I felt really un- unwelcomed there. And that's a horrible feeling. Um, you know, I'm, I was there to work with a member of their community a musician that had asked me to come along and help her with a career and for her to write on the album and um yeah and apparently I wasn't welcome and the last thing the parking guy said was um at least he said oh well it's at least it's nice to know that somebody's giving back to this community more than the locals are <laughs> and I was like that says it all doesn't it um But moments like that do make me a little bit nervous um, for coming abroad. I mean, I'm quite thick-skinned to stuff like that in the UK because that night I I stayed at the parking place still and um, he threatened to call the police and I know that my rights were fine for me to be there. So you kind of say, look, mate, I'm really sorry that you don't like me being here, but um, I will speak to the police in the morning when they arrive. (laughs) Um, I didn't actually say that to him by the way that's just how my head works um because at the end of the day living this kind of lifestyle i'm not i'm not breaking any big i'm not gonna end up in jail for anything do you know what i mean and knowing that makes me just feel really chilled about everything um and i am really fixed into it but i think when you come into a different country when whoever could be knocking on your door could be shouting at you in Fran- french It just becomes a bit more scary. But it's only stuff that I've created in my head because actually the culture here in mainland Europe for um, motorhomes is bloody brilliant. Like, you're so welcomed everywhere. And um, it's a big part of their culture. So ironically, although I was really nervous to come over, I feel really chilled now. Um, But one thing I've really struggled with for a while now, and I've kind of denied that it is this, is anxiety, anxiety. And I definitely, definitely have anxiety and I've just never called it that because I've always thought like I didn't want to be disrespectful to people that have been diagnosed with anxiety. And the more I read into it and the more I look at things, the more I feel um, I'm reading myself um, in a description about anxiety. And I think it stems from like, I think where I feed my anxiety and sort of cure myself is, is I get down and work that's what, that's, that's how I I fix things. When things don't feel right in my head, I just sit and work and it's my happy place because I really enjoy working. Um, and work for me is writing songs and communicating with you guys and emails and making videos and all of those things together. I just love, and I, I happily do every single day. Um, and I just never saw it as anxiety really. Um, so when I'm like in places like this and like, my head's telling me, right, let's go see these boars, They're only there, and walk outside. Like there's a bit another big part of my brain that's like, no, do it later. You've got to work. Um, last night was a good example. Like I was sat working, and the sunset was absolutely beautiful. Um, and I plugged in, electric was all going, scooter was fully charged, and I was like, I need to go out tonight in this sunset, um, on the scooter, and just enjoy it. Just go see the neighborhood. Just go see the local. I don't know, church or the local town hall and whatever, and just see, see what this place is about. It's only a little village, a really beautiful French village. And um, I was like forever, like, I think I was actually editing the vlog, and I was like, no, no, I've got to finish the vlog club, got to finish the vlog. And then I hit export once I'd finished it, and I was going to sit there for 20 minutes and wait for it to export and then do other stuff whilst it was exporting. And I was like, no, this is the time. This is when I should be out exploring. Hit export, let it do its thing, and off you go. And I felt great for it. And then I got back and I, on the way back, said hello to um, a couple that, funny enough, had been on the same ferry as me coming over. And it was on the way back from that, on the scooter, that I saw the the chap, the, the guy out of the pair. <coughs> and um, I just said, hey, mate, how you doing? And he was looking at this sign that said all about the local stuff and all the the local area and um we just got chatting and then his his wife came out and we just all started talking and i said look i've got a bottle of wine on the bus do you want to come see the bus because they've been t- they, they really loved it do you want to come see the bus and sit down and have a glass of wine and just talk um and they were looking at starting a youtube channel and i said i could help out with just i don't know seeing seeing where i could help <laughs> i guess um and we just sat there and then before we knew it it was quarter to midnight Um, and all of that wouldn't have happened if I'd have not said hello to the guy and if I had not been out on the scooter, um, because I hadn't told myself to just go out and just enjoy the sunset because the sunset was going to be gone if I didn't go in the next 20 minutes, half an hour. That was the truth and reality of the situation is I could have very quickly missed it and just been like, Oh, that's a shame. I'll go out tomorrow. And then the cycle begins again. Um, and so, what? None of that would have happened. And I had the most amazing night, first night in France. I feel really great from it. Just connecting with these guys. Um, and they've gone off one direction today, and I've gone off completely the other direction. And I hope we cross paths again at some point. Um, but it goes to show that you know, we were actually having a conversation last night about putting yourself out there, and then things come your direction. Um, if you're out there, um, something will happen. Something will will come back your way um opportunities that you'll either see or maybe you won't see um but if you don't put yourself out there i guess you never you never find them do you you never find um you don't progress i think is a good thing or you don't allow for these happy accidents to to happen and like i say if i hadn't gone out i wouldn't have bumped into him we wouldn't have shed a bottle of wine and had a really lovely evening in the bus my favorite place to invite people So that's how I'm feeling at the moment. That's pretty much, um, pretty much everything I had on my list. I'm only five minutes over. Um, and there's more on the topic of anxiety and there's more on the topic of like putting yourself out there, but I wanted to plant the seeds of various different things today so that in the future when I talk about them, you guys kind of know the, you know, the backstory, you know, where my head's at, where my head's come from and, um, then we can all kind of have the conversation about that, I guess. Also, I realise when I talk quietly, it sometimes makes me sound like I'm about to cry. And I'm not. I'm just talking really quietly. It makes me sound emotional. (laughs) No, I'm in a really good place at the minute. Things feel good. Um, The whole anxiety thing is kind of under control in a sense of, like, I know what I need to do. I just need to make sure I hit my deadlines and need to make sure that I hit... Um, and ex- what I actually need to do is hit my deadlines, but also then just accept that anything else between those gaps can be filled with social life and can be filled with exploring because ultimately they're going to give me inspiration for, for writing these songs. Um, so it is actually a work benefit and it, it actually probably will stem some work. Like if I'm out in the woods and I might think of a song and then suddenly i I'm, back to work again. Um, But I think that's cool. I think that's a good thing. If you're out and about enjoying things and that stems ideas and stems imagery for you to write music, um, I think that's a good thing. And although although I do give myself a bit of time to do that, I probably don't give myself enough and then justify that as like, this is good for my career. And actually this is like going into work every morning, and sitting down and trying to draft out a new idea. It's just I'm doing it out in nature or I'm doing it out in the city with friends. Um so it's all good. Things are all good. Um thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you've enjoyed this first podcast. It's been a while since I've done them, so it's probably gonna take me a few to get back into the rhythm. Um I'm gonna keep them under forty five minutes next time. I I'm not gonna promise, but I, I that's my goal. There was lots to fill you in on today. Let me know in I'm trying to think where the comments can be. Maybe do what we do on the vlogs where you you guys DM me or you comment on maybe the post that I'll inevitably put up about this podcast. Um, Just saying how you felt about it. Um, If you would be so kind to give me that that minute of your time just to let me know which bits you enjoyed, which bits you want to hear more about, um, all those those things, let me know. And um, if you can give me a follow or subscribe or whatever button on the platform that you're listening to, um, that would also be great and if I think it's only Apple you can do like a rating and a little review Um, if any of you are willing to give me the time it's going to ultimately help the whole project and spreading the word of what we're all here to hear about and listen listen to so um, in fact I think that might give me my topic for next week which will be all about followers and views and likes because um, I've been having a lot of conversations on this recently and I've got a lot of thoughts that <coughs> Oh, sorry again. Bang the table. I've got lots of thoughts that I want to put your way that I think might help quite a lot of you guys that are quite daunted by social media a lot of the time um, as a marketing tool. So we'll discuss that next week. Um, Until then, have a great week. If you've not seen the, um, the vlog yet, it's out at the same time I'm trying to get the vlog and the podcast out at the same time because the podcast I think you guys listen to that throughout your week rather than like straight away whereas I think the vlog is more of like on Wednesday night you guys sit down and watch the vlog so um both the things are going to get released at the same time um so go check that out and I will speak to you I'll speak to you next week next Wednesday um I don't know what day it will be for me but that's when I'll see that's when you'll hear from me um Lots of love to you all. Thank you so much. Take care, look after each other, and remember never stop creating. This is me on the road, the best podcast you'll know.